You're listening to season four of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I'm so happy you are here. After planning events and working in the marketing industry with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs for almost 20 years, along with personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm talking all about how to stop reacting emotionally to triggers. Ooh, this is a big one, you guys, and I can speak from way too much life experience over here of overreacting before knowing the full story of certain situations and jumping to conclusions and not showing up as my best self. And I truly have been on a mission for the last few years with so much personal development from therapy, online classes, reading books, and most recently, uh, my husband and I have spent the last nine weeks in an intensive ADHD marriage workshop online, and the focus of the workshop was ADHD and learning how to um, take an adult diagnosis of ADHD when you've been married for many years and didn't know that the person had ADHD, and then to learn how to communicate uh, more effectively because that has been a huge issue in my marriage. And only in the last few years did we realize that The reason why we were having these communication issues is because my husband had ADHD, we both didn't know it, and we both were not responding to each other in ways that were particularly healthy. And this is a constant work in progress around here, but what this whole workshop made me think about is how to stop reacting emotionally to triggers. And for any of you that are listening today who are either married or are in a long-term relationship and have been with someone for a while, um, that is a lot of hard work unto itself. Being married, being in a long-term relationship, learning how to communicate together, showing up, and when other stresses of life come in from either just having kids or life feeling stressful and in our situation having a child who ended up being diagnosed with cystic fibrosis just all added to the stress in life that all of us experience and it just took away our abilities to be able to show up in the ways that we knew that we should because we just were emotionally reacting to a lot of situations which just caused a lot of hurt feelings uh not saying things in a way that was helpful. And that ADHD piece is sort of an added level to the relationships because there's just a lot of different factors in that. And that is a whole nother episode, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today is just the reacting emotionally to triggers. And I know you're listening to this and you can completely relate to what I'm saying here on this. Um, I've just had so many conversations that have come up 
in the last few weeks from conversations with my husband to children, colleagues, friends, and the topic just keeps coming up about how little things happen during the week and you have really great intentions and then all of a sudden something happens right in front of you and you just react in a way that you really didn't want to but you did anyways and you just don't really know how to process those feelings of how to get out of that and I had some experiences just this week too where I had to have major internal conversations with myself of responding in a way that was healthy versus falling into my old patterns of reacting and just not knowing the full situation before figuring out what the response should be. So the definition of a trigger is any word, person, event, or experience that touches off an immediate emotional reaction. It's kind of like you're being startled by a noise, but like the noise is the trigger and the startle is the response. So you know that feeling when someone makes like, maybe they're just joking, maybe they're not joking, maybe they're saying it straight up, but a mean comment or something a little passive aggressive, and it might not be a huge deal to someone, but for you, it just totally destabilizes you for the rest of the day. You're feeling off. You're maybe feeling like you're suddenly getting really warm. Your palms are sweating. You're like thrown into this pit of the stomach, guilt and anxiety, shame, and a host of other symptoms that can come up because of one thing that you've experienced or that somebody has said. And there is nothing wrong with having these emotions that come up when something that you didn't wish to happen happens. And I think the piece that I have been learning and have been trying so hard is to understand what these emotional triggers actually are for me. What is it that happens in any given day? Because there can be 50 things that come up in any given day, let's be honest. And if this last year has been any example of this, we might double that to 100 a day. Things just come up and I know for myself that it all just turns into a big circle for me. So if I have gotten to bed on time and have woken up with enough sleep, I have done my morning routine of my deep breathing that I try to do before I get out of bed and get myself ready for the day, get to work on time, everything's flowing in place, I have my shake, I've taken my vitamins, I can feel the day going better than on days when I haven't had enough sleep. So I already wake up with less of an ability to show up as my best self because I'm just feeling tired. And sometimes we don't even necessarily recognize these things about ourselves until we're in a moment where we've been triggered. And then you realize, oh yeah, I'm overtired. This maybe wouldn't have been as big a deal if I had had enough sleep or whatever the case might be. And I think it's important for us to, first of all, understand this about ourselves. What, what is the way that I show up my best? 
if this, 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 and this happens, is this how I feel my best? And I've really tried to take a lot of time recently to note that for myself. What makes me feel my best? And it's funny because this ADHD workshop that we were in really has taught me a lot about myself too, even though we were exploring how ADHD shows up for my husband in our marriage and how my reactions to some of the things that he does because of his ADHD are showing up in our marriage. What I've learned is it's really just taken me on a deep dive of self-exploration to figure out what are the ways that I show up to my family and friends and colleagues and people that I associate with. And we all have emotional triggers because we were all kids once. None of us have lived perfect lives where nothing has ever happened that hasn't changed sort of the course of how our brain views certain situations. And it really can be challenging sometimes to identify what exactly those triggers are, but the process of getting to know and understanding what they are is the only way to actually figure out how to not have these emotional reactions to them because you can actually see them coming. And instead of hoping they don't happen, which is wishful thinking because we all know that we can be leading up and gearing up to having the most perfect day. We've done all the things I suggested of getting our routine in order and in place and something can still come up and you're like, oh, the day was going so good. Why did this have to happen? Now I just feel off in myself. And the key is, and this is what I felt I was really practicing this week, which is why I really wanted this to be the topic for today, was I intentionally, with a few things that popped up this week, was able to work my way through this instead of overreacting And instead of letting certain things ruin the whole entire rest of that particular day, I was able to take a step back and say, okay, I am understanding that this is something that triggers me. Let's figure out why. And as adults, we we typically become triggered by experiences that are reminiscent of old painful feelings. And that can be from when we were kids. That could be something that happened last month that then happened again. It doesn't have to be from childhood, but it can be. And it's important to find that out. So when we're triggered, I think we all sort of would be able to identify for ourselves if we're really paying attention, what is our body actually doing when we are triggered? I know for me, the minute something happens that triggers me, I just get this like pit in my stomach where I just feel like My chest feels heavy, like it's almost hard to breathe. My stomach hurts where it just almost goes into knots. I get really warm, sometimes almost to the point of it like flushing my face to be really warm. And sometimes I even get the shakes where I feel just like this nervous, anxious sense of having the shakes as if I was cold, but I'm not cold. And It's our nervous system kind of going into this like fight or flight response because something is happening that we would prefer not to have happening. And there are big things that happen in life, obviously, that come unexpectedly sometimes when somebody that we love suddenly and unexpectedly passes away, 
a catastrophic event, a diagnosis, things that just come up instantaneously and there is no other possible way than to sort of have this emotional reaction to it. But these are not the things we're talking about today. Those are very important and that is a whole nother topic. But today I wanted to just talk about the day-to-day little triggers that I think we sometimes just brush aside and they come up in little ways and they can add up to feeling like death by a thousand paper cuts sometimes. And learning how our reactions of sometimes reacting much too strongly to things that are just really at the end of the day, not a big deal, is telling us something about ourselves. And I think we have to be really honest with ourselves. And I can say this from experience after experience after experience in my life, because this by no means is something that I have perfected. It is a constant work in progress to be better tomorrow than I am today. And when we react so strongly to something small, we have to take note of that. And we have to realize that there is a reason why we are reacting to this. What What is my body actually feeling right now? And why is this bothering me so much? And before we need to say anything, we need to just press pause. And I know that that is overused and said a lot. But honestly, I use this with my kids all of the time. And I'm mainly saying it to them because I'm reminding myself of it too, is that we don't need to react so instantly when something is not a life or death situation. That's really the only time. You can react and scream and jump in front of a moving vehicle to pull somebody out of the way because they're going to get hit by a car. But when somebody says something to you that bothers you or somebody cuts you off while driving and everyone's fine, you know, like just little triggers that can happen during the day do not require an immediate response. The response that I am very slowly starting to learn is to just pause. And that sounds so basic, but when we are triggered, that is not what our body and our minds are screaming on the inside for us to do. We They want us to survive, whether that means lash back, shout back, um, start telling ourselves a million stories in our head of things that all could be a part of the situation that just aren't even facts or true. So examples of some triggers could be someone rejecting you or leaving you or, or saying they might, um, just feeling helpless or hopeless in painful situations, someone ignoring you or maybe not validating something that you're saying that you feel should be validated, or maybe somebody just not being available and you want them to text you back right away or call you and they just aren't. Um, Sometimes even just the way someone looks at you, where they're giving you a look and you are perceiving it and it is triggering you. You are perceiving that this is negative and no words are even spoken, but you are now feeling triggered because someone gave you a disapproving look. Feeling blamed or shamed can be a trigger. Even just speaking in a harsh voice, harsh tone of voice, somebody saying something to you where the words maybe aren't actually even mean, but they are really aggressive in the way they are delivering with their tone of voice can be a trigger. And judgment, criticisms, someone being too busy to make time for you, 
um, just maybe not being happy or excited to see you when you see someone, trying to control you or someone who's really needy and smothering you or just not respecting boundaries that you've put out where you've asked them to do one thing and instead they decided to do the thing that you've asked them not to do and they do it anyways can be triggering and feel disrespectful. And so there is a never-ending list on things that could be potential triggers. It just could go on and on. But the key isn't how many triggers you have. It is figuring out what the specific ones are that are happening on a regular basis. And you can do this very simply by starting to either note what has happened, and this can be through journaling. You could get to the end of the day and you can think back through your day of the things that happened um, or carry your journal with you or have just a piece of paper um, in your pocket with you where you can just make a note. This happened and this is how I felt. Super simple. It doesn't need to be a long drawn explanation, but just recognizing and you're going to start to see patterns in the things that are actually happening. It can be a bit of a different situation happening, but the trigger that's presenting itself could be the same. So in order to actually respond in a healthy way and have old emotions take over and these same patterns keep repeating, we do need to know what our triggers are. And that is honestly the first step to solving this. If you choose to not do this step, you won't ever get to the end of figuring out how to respond or heal yourself in ways that feel healthy so that you can show up in the best way that you can. So it really requires a lot of practice and hard work. And that's, I think, where I was misunderstanding for many, many years on how to actually change this process within myself. I did not understand that in order to stop reacting in the way that I was, I had to actually practice to stop reacting in the way that I was. And that is so much easier said than done because we have such ingrained habits and responses in our bodies. And as we get older, we've just had so many years of this being the way that it is that our body just is in a a state of just automatically doing this without anything really needing to happen. And you just go into whatever your fight or flight response is in a situation. And it does not make for healthy communication or relationships around you. And and I have seen firsthand how my overreactions, because my tendency, especially with my husband and my kids, would be to raise my voice. That has been something that I have felt shame about for many years. And I do not like that about myself. And yet every day I would pray, please don't lose your cool or raise your voice when something happens and my first instinct when something would happen the day was going great and then something would happen and I would instantly raise my voice thinking that that was going to get me it was going to make that stop or make it feel like I was in control of the situation because when you raise your voice it does make certain things stop immediately but when I see my kids lower their shoulders and lower their head because they have felt screamed at that is the worst feeling I have seen this too many times in patterns with myself where I've realized that in the moment that might be something that does instantly make something stop but if it is not a life or death situation the circumstances of 
me being able to pause and cool off and actually having a reasonable conversation with my kids or my husband far exceeds, the benefit of that far exceeds what the instant reaction is when I yell. And being less emotionally triggered, it does, it requires practice and hard, hard work. I could have never predicted how hard this was going to be to change these habits. But what I can tell you is that it has lightened a load in me. It has lightened a load for me to feel so much more confident in situations that present themselves because I can feel confident knowing that I am showing up as my best self. It is not preventing triggers from happening. This triggers are going to happen. And that isn't really the point. The triggers are going to continue to happen because we cannot control what anybody else does around us. We can't control what people say, do, act. It's going to happen. And the sooner we can just assume that these things are going to keep happening, but feel confident in how we would respond in the situations we know are the worst for us to naturally respond to, it can just give us this empowerment of feeling like we actually get to be a part of the solution when something comes up rather than being the fuel to the fire of making a situation that really wouldn't need to be that big a deal a really big deal and there's just so many things that can come up in a day that can make us feel self-conscious when somebody says something or we're in a group and someone across the room looks at you a certain way and you're like, oh, like, do I have something in my teeth? Am I, am I wearing something weird? Do I look funny? Did I say, did I put my foot in my mouth? Should I not have said that? Um, Feeling like we're controlled, like somebody's making a decision for us and we really want to stand up for ourselves, but we just don't want to cause a situation and we're feeling triggered. So we just don't say anything at all. And then that leads to resentment. And there's just so many things that can come up And the more we can track what is coming up in a day, the more we can have healthy responses to these situations so that it doesn't have to turn into a situation. I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you in on something really special. Just like you, I value my health and am so grateful for the team at Holistic Physiotherapy and Wellness right here in Saskatoon. Not only do they have an incredible clinic, but also offer telehealth virtual appointment options for anyone across Saskatchewan. I have had virtual physio and naturopathic appointments in these last few months, and they have been game changers for me, all from the comfort of my own home. And right now they are offering 10% off any Pilates package and subscription in person and online with unlimited use from right now in January until the end of March. And as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you can also receive $10 off any of their core health services in person or virtual telehealth. They have naturopathic medicine, chiropractic, physiotherapy, pelvic floor physiotherapy, massage therapy, yoga therapy. Book online today at holisticphysiowellness.ca and use the code CELEBRATE10, or you can call the clinic at 306-373-0060 because this is your year to take care of you and feel your best. When I am being triggered, I, I have asked myself this, like when I am in a situation and something comes up, I immediately, like I said, I would either yell or um, 
just instantly think that I had done something wrong, instantly think that the person whom I'm speaking with, they just don't like me at all. They're just trying to get under my skin. We get angry. We get needy. Um, some of us just comply and become people pleasers or even shutting down and withdrawing from the other person or immediately blaming somebody else because there's no possible way that what they're saying could be about you. And quite often when we are not aware of what the triggers are for us and how we are responding to them, unbeknownst to us, we instead of coming up with healthy solutions to how we can understand ourselves more and why this came up, we turn to food or alcohol or shopping or working more and so on and so on of all of the things that we use as coping strategies to make ourselves feel better, which in return makes us feel worse because now we've sort of either ate too much or drank too much or spent too much money or have avoided our family and spent too much time at work or aren't having honest conversations with our work colleagues that really could make the team environment better. You know, all of these things are what happens then in that situation rather than getting to the bottom of it. And I was recommended by a few friends as well as this ADHD coach um, to read the book, uh, The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner. And if you have not heard of this book or had a chance to read it because I hadn't heard of it either but literally within the span of like three weeks I had a handful of friends as well as this ADHD coach recommend and I'm like okay I need to check this out so the dance of anger is it is a it's an old it's an old book it's a New York Times bestseller um, but it just has such interesting approaches to um how she describes just practical ways to implement showing up better. And it's essentially a woman's guide to changing the patterns of intimate relationships um, would be sort of the subtitle of the book. But it really describes how anger is a signal for something else. So when you are feeling triggered and anger is the feeling that immediately comes up, it's something that we need to pay attention to. And I think for such a long time, especially for women, we have been told that being angry is inappropriate. I feel like we see a lot of anger happening in the world. And when a man is angry about something, he's very passionate and assertive and he can get stuff done. And when a woman is angry, she's called all kinds of names and all kinds of things and she doesn't know how to control her emotions. And I know that this is a much broader topic than this, but this book has really opened my eyes to anger being something that we need to pay attention to rather than feeling shameful of. And it's not the feeling of anger that is the problem. It's how we react. It is our emotional reaction to something triggering us and making us feel angry. And we don't need to silence our anger. We need to actually engage in understanding how our anger can actually propel us to be better and dig into why we're feeling angry about something rather than just saying, oh, that just made me angry. 
And so I, I highly recommend it. Um, the link is in the show notes if you want to click through and, and grab yourself a copy of this book. I'm only halfway through, so I haven't finished the whole thing yet, but it took me like the first two pages to be hooked. So <laughs> um, I would love to hear um, what you think about it if you choose uh, to read this book. And so I just, I want to just encourage you to be very honest with yourself about about your own triggers, about what is coming up on a day-to-day and maybe challenge yourself today, tomorrow, for the week. Pick a period of time and really track what is happening and just make the conscious choice to not react and challenge yourself and say, I know what happens when I do react because that's probably what's happened for your entire life. But what would happen if I don't react just this once? Would the world stop spinning? Would your child not learn their lesson? Would your coworker think that they can speak to you in a certain way? Would your husband not know how to communicate with you anymore? (laughs) I think there's so many things that we misinform our own minds about what would happen if we choose to respond differently. And it's hard in the heat of the moment when something has come up and it's an instant trigger. It is hard to take 10 seconds to take a few deep breaths and press pause and just identify the situation for what it is rather than for what the million different stories and thoughts and ideas that are going through your head that are building and building and building the situation into being something really catastrophic rather than just the one instance of something that happened. And I, as I'm saying this, am just reflecting on so many times when I wish that that had been what I did instead of what happened. And of course, we can apologize and move on. But when something happens over and over and over and over again, and the pattern is you're triggered, you do something that wouldn't be the healthy way, the kind way, the respectful way to speak to somebody, to talk to somebody, to handle a situation. And when that happens over and over and over again, that becomes pattern. And that becomes what the people in your life that you're communicating with regularly expect to have happen and without realizing it, it creates barriers. It creates invisible barriers where people stop saying certain things to you in certain ways. People have to have their guard up around you because they want to make sure that they're they're keeping the peace. They don't want to cause issues. They want to speak in a way that isn't going to cause this to happen and it is our responsibility to control our own emotions. And I don't mean control in a sense of just suppress and not actually feel our feelings, but feeling our feelings and being reactive of our emotions are two very different things. And it is very easy Unless you really take the time and spend the effort, which I highly recommend that you do because this is life-changing work. And when we are in denial about how we show up to the people around us, 
That is a really, really complicated and unhealthy way to show up in life. When we are not aware of how the things we say and act and are, and this comes back to sort of being in a safe group of people where the people that are your true family and friends and people that are your safe people in life, you can have these conversations with. You can talk about how you show up. You can own your feelings together and you can apologize for how you've reacted and you can move on from it and it can be let go. But if both people in any given situation are not honest with themselves about how they have shown up in a situation, because every single thing involves two people or more, you can't have an overreaction to something that you've done yourself. Well, you could. I guess you could have an internal conversation with yourself, but it doesn't involve overreacting to somebody else then. And this is the point of speaking kindly to ourselves, changing our thoughts to say kind things about ourselves rather than letting the negative thoughts go through our head. But we can't be in denial about what our place and how we're showing up is. And if we are, that is going to cause huge rifts in the relationships around you. And if you have complicated friendships, family relationships, things that are going on in your life that feel like there is just not a resolve and anytime a conversation comes up, it turns into a situation. Instead of looking at it of what can, what, what do you wish that person was doing to change? It needs to just come back to yourself. And that was one of the biggest takeaways that I have learned over the last few years and continue to practice because it is so hard. But to really be mindful of how the things that we say and the things that we do and how we act and what we say to somebody and to somebody else is owning our own stuff. And when we can own our own situation and we can confidently show up and apologize when we need to and own our part in things that have come up, that is life-changing for communication and for the way relationships can be restored and rebuilt. And it is really hard to do the hard work that healing our emotions and showing up in the best way possible takes. It is hard work, but it's not harder than living in this heaviness. It's not harder than living in the day-to-day grind of feeling like You're being triggered and things are coming up and everything's going wrong and why is this happening to me and why is that going wrong and how come this happened again? I thought this was done. That is much heavier, harder place to be than putting in the work of figuring out how to be a part of the solution and moving forward. And what I know for sure is that practice and intentionally creating new habits is a sure way to be the best person you can be for yourself, your family, your friends, your work colleagues. And it just honestly feels so much lighter than holding on to things that ultimately can go away. I would love to continue this conversation on Instagram because I feel like this is just such an important topic to be understanding of ourselves more about. And I would love to hear tips and tricks as to how you stop reacting emotionally in the moment when something triggers you and what types of things you're doing 
to recognize the patterns in yourself because I think by speaking it and by putting it out there, we can put a name to it and we can put awareness around it rather than feeling like we need to hold shame for things that trigger us and we can actually release it and we can have it be something that doesn't need to cause those feelings in us and we can move forward more quickly from something coming up rather than holding on to it for days, weeks, months, even years if there are things from the past that still need to be dealt with. So head on over to Celebrating Simple Life on Instagram or Facebook and comment on this podcast post so that we can continue doing this hard work together. Thanks for tuning in. Celebrating Simple Life is proud to be a member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Direct West. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for a billboard, or making sure your website is in good shape? That's where Direct West comes in. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.